0: Known at at Nifty MetaGirl. This beside me is Jaden. She's also known as Meta Mama. And we also have Fast Nifty, aka producer Gabe. And we're gonna get into it today. Um, as an intro, let you guys kind of know a little bit who I am. Um, I have been in the business world for the last couple of decades, had the awesome opportunity to get to build several businesses from the ground up. Um invested several millions of dollars into different attractions and businesses, and that has been a really, really fun opportunity. That's part of what led me into being involved with crypto and also um, really getting excited about the NFT space. Um, Investing is something that's been intriguing to me over the years, but uh, this NFT space opens it up in a whole other world. Not only do you get to start learning about um, it from the investing side with the opportunity to benefit, but to be able to get behind the projects, that entrepreneurial spirit that runs strong in me just has gotten so excited being able to learn about different projects, see the people behind the project, being able to get involved cheer them on, be involved from the beginning is just a really, really fun opportunity. And so how about you, Jaden? What's gotten you excited? Um, I'm
1: really just excited about, I just had a little boy. So I think NFTs, like after talking to people and doing some research, I really think that it's the future and I want to be able to hopefully have or make millions for him or to invest in stuff. And I also just really like the artwork and the projects. And I think it's really cool that a lot of these projects have a... Cool background or a cool, um, like an endpoint that they want to get to. And I just think that all that's really cool. And then I'll put that with the artwork that you get out of it. I think it's just cooler than just donating to a cause because you actually like, not that you need to get something out of it, but you can also get something cool that you can keep for a while and memorable and things like that. So I just think it's a cool world. And I think that it's going to be a lot more prevalent in the future. And it's just something I'm excited to dive into more and learn more about and kind of help people that are new to it like me and don't understand what the hell they're talking about most of the time. So.
0: Right. Very good. (laughs) I think there's definitely room for that in this space. (laughs) And fast nifty. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Yeah, um, I've been uh, n- pretty new to the
0: crypto scene in general, you know. Um, but I actually create NFTs, uh, music NFTs. Always trying to learn about the space, and um, yeah, that's kind of my my in my you know in into this space is is more of as a creator. I I, d- I dove headfirst as a creator first rather than a collector. So. And then from the producing side. Yeah, so uh, I've been producing podcasts and video content for four years now at this point. And uh, yeah, I love it. So that's that's why I'm here. All right. Very <laughs> yeah. good. So happy to have you guys along on this journey. Um, and we're going to be bringing you podcasts on a regular basis that are going to give you some quality information. Um, I am a huge podcast fan fan. I listen to podcasts all the time. I spend a lot of time in my car. So not unlike a lot of people these days, it's a good wealth of knowledge. And so as I was starting to get started in this space, um, I that's the first thing I did was search in my Apple and Spotify for NFTs. And I was really kind of surprised that there weren't a lot of opportunities to learn from. And um so you go to Twitter, you go to Discord, but there still is um, a voice missing, I believe, in that space that provides just information about how to get started, how to build your portfolio, also from every side of it. So just authentic information um, that can empower you to make good decisions. It seems to be missing at this point. And um, so I'm here to, to bring that to you.
1: And who doesn't like to get information without having to really read about it? I mean, I know I do, so. (laughs) Well, there's only so
0: much time in the day, and as we all know, we're all really busy. And so if you can have it, have that information streaming to you, um, instead of having to take the time to search it out and um, find it and read it, it helps a lot.
1: It's much easier when you can get it whenever you're doing a feeding or changing a diaper than having (laughs) to look it up. So I agree Wholeheartedly.
0: <laughs> yes, uh I definitely get uh gets frowned upon to be reading and driving at the same time. So podcasts definitely save me <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> So, for instance, one of the podcasts that I actually listen to regularly um, is Armchair Expert. So any other fellow armchairies out there um, might recognize this or may have heard the same episode. Um, But um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were on um, and talking to Dax about um, the crypto space and a new project that they were excited about. And it was really interesting because... um, at that point, Dax had no interest really or knowledge about crypto was, and definitely mentioned a lot of the ways in which it could be a dangerous thing to kind of get involved with, that he'd heard stories about scamming and this, that and the other. So it was really intriguing to hear the other side of it. But what resonated um, was that hearing Mila talk about how excited she was about the opportunities for from the creative side and the opportunities that they had um, by creating NFTs to support their next creative project. Um, was a way that kind of started clicking with me for me to see that this NFT space was maybe more than just um, creating artwork or owning artwork or using it as like a status symbol, but that there was actually community behind it, purpose behind it. And it was a jumping off point to be able to have control in a creative space. Um, And that's something that clicked that it was fully dominated previously. You had to, it was a way of overcoming um, the normal standard Um, And with being having a business background, being innovative and learning how to overcome some of those barriers um, to entry was just intriguing. So I started researching um, that particular project with Stoner Cats and um, started learning more about the process and how it was going to go. And so um, Stoner Cats is actually the first project that I bought into. Um, even though I did not mint the project, it had already minted, which gave me a chance to learn about gas. What does,
1: what does minting mean? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Sure, Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, when a project, um, is usually, usually the way it works, um, from the, in the last few months, the, um, projects will announce a date that they're going to mint. So that's when they're available to purchase. And so there's some advantages of buying them at mint, um, which is as you want. log on and you, this is the first time you buy the project. It's the first time it's available on the market. And so they usually have a set price for what, what the mint cost is going to be. So um, they set that ahead of time. Okay. And then they also, you. so you purchase it for that price plus um, gas. Okay. And um, it's a fun way to buy in initially. Typically, the idea is that it's going to give you a chance to buy in at a lower cost than what the price will be soon after because you're hoping that your project is going to gain value and that that will be one of the advantages of getting in early and supporting that project is you have that opportunity to jump in, buy it at a low price that hopefully will increase to either give you more value for the long term or that you can sell it pretty quick in for a profit. Okay. And so there's also lots of ways that projects do that. Um, it's common for a project to provide a whitelist, and so that's an opportunity that to, sh- to kind of reward early involvement or support right. in a project. They do it in a lot of different ways, but it might be invitation contests. It might be um, ways that you are active in the community. There might be different um, ways of participating, depending on what their goal and objectives are. So that's getting fun. additional interest, spreading the word, they reward you by being able to to be on this early list. And so they may open the minting up early for you. So you have um, the opportunity. Now it's become more common to do that. So you can, um, there won't be the huge rush at one time, which causes a gas spike. So you can um, have a little bit of flexibility in there and that that cost is, go- you can have the opportunity to lessen that cost. Um, you also may have a lower cost. The actual mint cost might be less than what it will be for the general public. Um, But there's lots of different ways that that can happen. But when it goes to mint, um, that has been a big question recently is um, as gas has become more and more expensive, as people are excited about a project and it has a strong following, people start minting all of a sudden. And so all of this activity creates spikes in gas fees. Okay. And so that can be aversive. There's been, if, if for instance, that is what happened with stoner cats. Um, and just because it's an important thing to know is you're minting, <laughs> just because you put in an order and you actually are one that you can act, you have an order in to mint the item and you've agreed to the cost of gas does not mean you actually get the item. So that's an important thing to know when you're heading out <laughs> into this world. Um, there are no guarantees. And so just because you get that item and you're like, Oh, all right, I made it, it doesn't mean you're going to lose your gas regardless as to whether the supply is still available as your order fills. Okay. So then if you don't get it at minting, like you said, is there like a secondary market that you buy it at? And There's that's a what secondary you did? market, yes. And okay. so, um, but as you go through your, your, Position So if you look into it and you go, oh, man, gas has gotten crazy, I'm not doing that, or you miss the mint, you can always go into, currently it's open, C is the most common place to go okay. in. And um, there are some advantages of waiting to the secondary market. We talked a little bit about gas. That is an opportunity to be able to get in um, and miss the huge gas wars and all the things that come along with that. But a lot of projects now also do a delay Um, reveal. So at the time of minting, you'll purchase your project At random, you have the the opportunity, you may have a super rare one, or you may have one that's super common. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there is that chance, that randomness, that almost lotto type feel as far as not knowing exactly what you're going to have. And so um, projects have kind of developed this along the way. Initially, they were revealing right away, so you knew what you had. Now that's been pushed back further and further. And so there's different examples of whether that's been a success for projects or not.
1: So... Do you know how rare your stoner cat is?
0: Um, I do because I actually bought him through Rarity Tools. So I did check the rarity prior to, and he's in the 2000 rank. So um, my, my particular cat is Baxter. So with that project, they minted each of the characters. That is, isn't it? See, Mm -hmm. you need to get a stoner cat named Baxter. Um, But they did each of the characters um, with that project to raise funds. And so each one of them is a little bit different. Mine has a lot of attitude. He's flipping you off. He's got his Birkenstocks and socks on. And true to the stoner cat theme, I'm pretty sure he has a joint as well. So he's very authentic. Um, but there have been a lot of other projects that, um, I've been involved with that I've gotten in at Mint. So different ones are trying different things to help lessen that burden of the gas fees. Um, each one, there is an excitement with Minting. Um, another, for example, Riot Racers is one of the next projects that I got into, um, which, um, if. Kind of fills another interest of the NFT space with gaming and also being able to have residual income that you're able to earn um, through their platform. Um, But with Riot Racers, it's a racing game that their game platform is actually scheduled to go live next month in December. Um, But fun fact about me, I have always wanted a Volkswagen bug and now I have one. (laughs) So I made it through the virtual um, minting experience. um, And so I am ready for the game to get started so I can take out my storm chaser and rip it up. So did you mint a bug or did you get to buy a bug? I actually minted a bug, which is super exciting (laughs) because um, their process was absolutely crazy. For There may be thousands of you out there that have also um, been involved in these genesis drops with riot racer because i know we were all vying for the same car so it made it extremely exciting um their process they went through this team they've done a, they've made a big effort to make sure that scammers weren't involved bots weren't involved and um manipulating the minting process, which made it a challenge for a lot of other real folks to be able to actually successfully mint these items. So there was a catch-up phase that you had to get through to be able to mint total mayhem. Um, they built a marketplace in the effort in the effort to reduce gas, gas costs for folks as well. And so each time a step is taken to maybe help with a step, it can kind of create some havoc in another area. It's one of the fun, crazy phenomenons of this space being so new as yeah. we're trying new things we're all learning together um, with that process it ends up turning into the whole it should be a 10 minute process to get to buy your item with it it ended up being hour hour and a half of not knowing if you're going to get it whether you actually have it in your cart whether you get it paid for um, and they have a quantity available so you are selecting that putting it in your cart trying to pay for it other people are having issues with whether they're connected their wallets are connected so so it is absolute chaos, but super, super fun. Um, they've actually, that particular project has improved their printing process each step along the way. Um, and the last time I have to say it went very smoothly. It was a five minute process. Um, they did it in an interesting way where you were put into a group. You didn't know how many people were in groups. So they did a lot of things randomly. Um, and so instead of it being an hour, hour and a half process of not knowing if you were gonna get it, it was like a five minute. And I have to say, even though I was able to mint the things I wanted. By the end of it, I was suddenly just like, huh, that didn't last very long. You're like,
1: oh. <laughs> you're I <like>, you're almost wish they would have kept me guessing a little bit.
0: <laughs> and so you get to learn a lot about um, your dev teams at the time of mint. So even if you're not minting a project, watching the Discord during the minting process lets you learn a lot about the people involved in the team. Um, that's one of the things I look for when I'm going into a project. So if I'm not if I'm not actively involved with the mint Really, regardless of if I am or not, um, it's really intriguing to me. So Outlaw Gals is one that um, I love the artwork. It's a woman-led project, which I end up being involved in a lot of women-led projects. Mm-hmm. A huge part of my wallet is women-led projects or supporting women in the NFT space. Um, and so this is a particular project. The artwork is phenomenal. Really? It, they have a female artist, it's a, it's a woman motorcycle gang. And so, um, I like like motorcycle gangs, that's pretty cool. (laughs) These are some tough broads, um, so they're not your typical, um, polish. Well, they actually are, are, like I said, the artwork is beautiful, but they have a little bit more edge than some of the female, um, avatars or PFPs that you see out there.
1: Very fitting for Emma. I've known her for a while, and she might sound really sweet over this thing, but she's definitely got a tough biker babe side to her, let me tell you.
0: Oh no, don't tell her my secrets. (laughs) But they're definitely connected with this group. But throughout the minting process, their um, head artist, the artist that created this, she was right in there answering questions, extremely involved. And I just really love that because I know for me as a creator and as developing a business, I'm right there in the middle of it. And so I have a lot of respect and appreciation for a dev team and especially an artist that's excited about their project.
1: So by dev team, do you mean like a development team?
0: Exactly. Okay. And so with different projects, some are really big dev teams. So they have all kinds of organization and layers. And then there's some projects that are really small. Um, For instance, um, I think you may have gotten started with a project this weekend. I did.
1: My first ever NFT. And I'm super, duper excited about it because I have been. Okay, so let me tell you guys, I've been looking at nfts for a very long time now like i've not say very long time but for like i would say two, a month now
0: it's a long time in the nfts yeah i've
1: been trying to find one that i really want to get involved in because as some of you know like i said i'm a new mom and if you have children that was formula fed or in diapers or anything um it can be very pricey. So I'm being a little stingy with my money. So I've been looking a long time trying to find a project I really like, and I think is really cool. And I came across Women's and Weapons. Um, and so I kind of jumped in. I got one. She, she minds, she, she makes me think of myself if I was just a little bit more of a badass version of myself, you know, she got her blonde hair, her tattoos showing everywhere. And I love it. It like, it's <laughs> like, if I was like, What I want myself to look like when people don't know what I look like, it's great. And that's why I use her as my profile picture. But I am super excited about it. I don't know. Have you heard about the project?
0: A little bit. So tell me why you're excited about getting involved.
1: Okay, so I'm really excited because after I'm looking into it, I really like the community. It's a very involved community. Like you said, the development team is very involved, and I love it. It's a husband and wife are kind of the head of it. The wife has done all of the artwork. She's the one that made it, and her husband's just kind of there for support. Like, uh, one of their number one goals with this, like whenever just a few of them sold, is they were going to let the wife quit her day job and so she could actually like go and do artwork which is what she's always wanted her to do and her husband and there's one other guy that's on the development team and then all the rest of women and this is like a team of 12 so I think that's really cool and all the guys in it are just mostly supportive and then their actual like um the end of this is they're wanting to do or donate a lot of money to some projects that are help like encourage girls and to grow girls and to get them more involved in this
0: space and I just think that's really cool. That is very cool. And so that's a good example of a team that might be a smaller team. So it doesn't have a lot of working parts behind it. But um, that is the kind of project that I get so excited about because it's giving people the opportunity to empower themselves, to be able to know that they have these talents, they have the ability, but they've never had the opportunity. And so being able to support people and empower them to change their lives. I mean, we're out, like it's just such an amazing opportunity, and that gets me so excited. Yeah, and that, um, you know, a lot of their messaging reminds me of another project that has been a very popular project, um, and on the forefront, but also one I've appreciated, you know the question comes up, you know, does it have to be fully women-led to actually be a woman project? And um, for me, I do follow a lot of female-led projects or female-based projects, but it reminds me a lot of Boss of Boss Beauties. Um, okay. So they minted a few, month, a few weeks ago, and um, they are very female-led. Um, their particular founder, she actually has been in the space for several years. She's built a um, brand called um, My Social Canvas, and she's been very influential in supporting girls in the workspace and doing internships and involved in the stock exchange. And her husband, Anthony, he is the one that is more um, behind the scenes and on the tech tech side of things. But it's really, it's an interesting fit to see her being the lead and him being very supportive. That just shows you how involved you get in the communities that you're sitting here talking about people
1: you've never met. And you know, that her husband's name is Anthony. Like, I love that. Well,
0: it also helps a lot that that is his, that's his call name. So that's uh, his name that he uses okay. in this space. Um, but also it leads you to, you know, wonder if they're, you know, in this space, just like you said, your PFP is someone that, you know, is a, a side of you that you like, but you don't use every day. You know, that's the thing is like, we don't know who the people are necessarily behind these projects, or you get to kind of change that image and develop who it is that you are showing to the world. So there may be opportunity, instances, for instance, Mm -hmm. that um, the team is represented as female that isn't actually female. And so that's been, you know, so as I've kind of moved into this space, there's projects that. Fame Lady Squad is very famous for that particular, that exact thing is that, you know, there seems to be this strong message that people want women-led projects, um, and so giving those opportunities to women, but if there's not enough, you know, if the, it's the question, is there enough women involved in the space to fill the need for women-led projects? Um, and back in July, there was a really interesting um, turn of events that kind of came about that um, Fame Lady Squad is one that um, um, I believe there was a group, the developers, they recognized this huge void or this huge demand for women-led projects, and they seized that moment, and they created this artwork that resonated with the women wanting that need fel- filled, um, but they lied about their entire basis, and so they represented themselves as women, said it was a women-led team, and it was not. This is why we need people <laughs>
1: like... Uh nifty metagirl over here in the space, asking the hard questions and getting the
0: hard answers for us, right? That is what it takes for sure. You can't always, um, then there's been another project actually that, um, I was, I got really excited about being involved in. The artwork was beautiful. The message was strong, exactly the type of project that, me personally, as a female entrepreneur, was excited to get behind, support a young artist, watch her develop this huge brand, and grow it into having the opportunities that she liked. But it became apparent um, after I joined their community, I may have spent maybe more time in the community than what they would have wanted because it became apparent that she, in fact, wasn't leading the team. Um, she okay. was. She, they were using the image of her leading the team, but there was a very strong man behind it, pushing the lead and um, was definitely not uh, fulfilling the requirements of what the project was supposed to all be about. And so, um, you know, there has finding a way, a voice of letting other women know um, that are excited about that particular opportunity. Like right now, it's really hard to share that information when you find out things in the space that might be spam-related, deceitful. It's really hard at this time to get that message out. I mean, if you think about it, how do you find out about a project?
1: I I find out about it by, I look on, or one of the ways I do it is Twitter, and it's like people sharing those projects, and a lot of the ones that I've looked at right now are like influential women sharing projects that they're excited about, because I'm kind of like you, I, I like the women-led projects. I have no problem with men-led projects, but I just like the women-led projects, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited for the opportunity, you know, for women to have that space and to have the opportunity. Um, And I think that I get excited about a project that, um, for instance, when I got into early on was Cool Ladies Club. So it is it's a male artist, but it's um, representing women in a very cool, confident, beautiful way. And I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that image being put out into the community. I think it's important to see women in that way that they can be beautiful, but strong and confident. Confident as well. And so I appreciate that that is how the artist wanted to, um, you know, use this opportunity out into the space and um, is also very supportive with women efforts. Uh, money's collected goes to women supported charities. Oh, cool. um, and so a lot of ways that he's still supporting women, he doesn't have to necessarily be a woman to see their need the a need on and the, and the motivation to support women. Yeah. So I say kudos to him, man. I'm all about it. Um, and But then you have the other side of it, which they are putting out um, artwork that women connect with, but the message isn't there. And so, you know, on Twitter, on, you know, individual discords right now, the whole messaging can be contrived very easily. And so as things are moving really quick and there's that ability to kind of pull a veil across what is really happening, how do you have that opportunity to let people know or to Share those sorts of inf- that sort of information, um, because Fame Lady Squad is one that is has been very public in how it was discovered and how um, and the the way that that story that the story actually proceeded is um, there was a kind of a public outcrying for that team to come public. They did. They admitted they were three Russian dudes behind the project mm-hmm. instead of a woman led team, and so they actually agreed to give the project to a team that was then led by um, i'm bored becky and nft ignition and then um, data lady who is now data nft um if you've seen them out on the twitter space um and then we they've moved forward and they're trying they've been putting a lot of effort into making that project successful but also having it be way more authentic than what it had in what it started off to be well that's really cool
1: too because it just shows like the community that you have and like a part of NFTs I think is really cool is how much say I guess they give to their community and being a part of this community is like those people realize that like, Hey, our community isn't happy with us and was able to actually make it a community that they are happy with and that they're still part of the project or like the project that they're proud to be part of. Like they've always been proud, but now they're more proud because it's what they actually thought it was supposed to be. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. The developers, they did get to, you know, step out with about a, $1.5 million, so it worked out okay for them, I guess, in that regard, leaving the community to be something to rebuild themselves, so it has been a struggle, and so definitely have a lot of respect for those that stepped in to make the project happen. Um, Punk2476 has been very influential in that project as well, and she's going to be one of the top voices that you see in the Twitter space. Um, You've probably, she's formerly known as Art Chick, um, but she has been a strong female voice, Um, but to date She is kind of the lead female influential person in this space. And so um, that's the next step, you know, is like who's going to step up and also follow in her footsteps or also be able to step up and be influential as well. Have that message, have that community building spirit behind them.
1: I personally think uh, I would like to nominate Nifty Meta Girl Mm -hmm. personally. I follow her a lot on Twitter, and I'm not just saying this because she's sitting right next to me. I really do love how supportive she is and how enthusiastic she gets about projects, and she puts a lot of really great knowledge out on Twitter, and just watching her interact with the communities she's involved in, I really do enjoy that, and I view you as an influencer personally to me. thank you,
0: (laughs) Jaden. You know, this is a space and a project and the whole NFT world is something that has motivated me to have a stronger voice um, socially than what I may have previously. So um, I've always monitored, you know, been somewhat involved on social media, but never one to really have a voice. And so um, now with NFTs, I've really loved that opportunity and the to be able to help other people build their opportunities is super exciting to me. So if I can get in there and actually make connections we're early enough that it is super exciting to be able to get in and actually meet the people behind the projects, interface with the people that are creating this opportunity, and then also be able to provide that support, share the message. I mean, it's, I love doing that. So um, with the, it's, far as Twitter goes, I've been following people, learning, kind of getting involved, listening to lots of Twitter spaces. Um, The information changes so quickly, um, but really building up and connecting with people that um, authentically I'm interested in, authentically want to be able to make those connections and hopefully create and cultivate a whole community there as well.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Like, that was something I was very, like, Twitter- Oh, I just said, like, so many times right there. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. But that was something I saw thought was really cool is how involved Twitter is, too. Like, how involved all these different communities are. Like, you see these communities everywhere. Like, the, outre- the outreach isn't just in the NFT space. Like, you're watching more and more. Like, Twitter is something I've always been a part of. And I just slowly, as I started learning about NFTs, I was like, Holy smokes, their profile pictures in NFT, their profile pictures in NFT. And I just didn't really realize how big the world or the NFT world space was until I really kind of started noticing it more and learning about it and, that's and it's growing crazy.
0: faster every day. Um so a big a big push, you know, and excitement on the women led front is um Reese Witherspoon, yes. <laughs> the, the queen herself, she actually has announced um, on International Woman Day, she asked for projects in the space that she could be a part of, um, and I know that Punk 24, um, she has been pretty involved in making those recommendations, but there's also been projects like a uh, World of Women, Boss Beauties. Fame ladies have been definitely um, encouraging her to get involved. Lots of other projects in that space, and I know that she's also been looking into, she's posted different things on Twitter about being involved with women-led art projects, so reaching out to those artists, but it's going to be super exciting. I know she announced that Hello Sunshine, her production company, was going to NFT NYC um, in the next week That's or two, fun. and so they're going to be meeting with different um, pr- different projects that are out there, so it's going to be really exciting to see what that brings to the space, um, and it was interesting as she was announcing, so last week a big a big announcement or a big move in the world was um, Reese changed her PFP on Twitter to a world of women. And PFP means profile picture, correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so, you know, that's a pretty big move for that particular project, but also just for women-led projects in the whole space and for the education. Last week as well, another project that I follow, which was one of the first ones that I got involved with, is called Long Neck Ladies. And um, it's a project that was actually developed by a 12-year-old girl So it combines all kinds of really cool things, in my opinion. Um, This young girl that's been, you know, given the opportunity for her artwork to be taken very seriously. Her mom's very involved in the project as well, as far as the marketing side and helping out with the administrative side. But she has created this amazing niche for herself, and so their mission is also to bring up other kids in the space and help them be able to find a community and have support and have the opportunity to develop their projects. So um, their Discord is. Kids on the blockchain, and there's kind of That's a group cute. of moms that are working together to help their kids be able to navigate the art space and then the NFT space. But man, Nyla, she has like really stepped it up. She, we're going to hear plenty more about her, I know, as time goes on. Um, but she last week was named as Time Magazine. They they created their uh, position. To help facilitate their NFT development, and it is an artist-in-residence and an intern in their artist space It's going to be helping to curate their um, their whole next NFT collection. And they picked Nyla. That's, she's 12 years I old. Totally okay. I mean, it's really, really incredible Holy to get smokes. to see, you know, her whole, I mean, this is going to be the future for that age group. And she is now, you know, she's already getting in the position where she's going to be a leader in that space because she's getting started at the ground floor at such a young
1: age that's another thing I just love about this community is uh Emma and I were talking about this the other day and I'm fairly young I consider myself fairly young about to be 23 and she was like well you're old almost for this <laughs> space and I'm like <laughs> Holy I don't smokes. get to tell them that tell her
0: that very much
1: yeah but I was like I never even thought about that but when you think about it that you 12 year olds that was that was 11 years ago for me oh my gosh that was 11 years ago for me and you don't even realize it but like that's that's not uncommon. Like you're not it's seeing not. that.
0: I mean, as you're seeing people communicate on Twitter and the discord channels, I mean, you are assumed there's a lot of assumptions that are made about the person that you're reading or may be communicating with. Um, but the reality is they could be 10, 12, 13 years old, or they could be 50, 60 years old, male, female, everybody in between. So, um, it's really the opportunity. This space is really what you make it. If you're willing to work hard, make good connections, and actually get out there and like take advantage of the opportunity it's enormous
1: yeah that was something i mean just even in one of the discords i'm in i was talking to an 18 year old that had just been saving up his money and made his first purchase but instead of stocks like you see most 18 year olds getting into right now it was the world of nfts which is really cool to me like i was like i wish i
0: was doing that at 18 that would have been so much smarter and even creators you know um I follow one on um, Instagram and I got the opportunity to buy a part of his collection. And it's really cool to be able to be, you know, find these creators and help them along their journey to get one, to get recognized, but also to be able to monetize, you know, their creation. I mean, it's, it's, a, that's, it's an amazing opportunity. And so I definitely look forward to learning more about this space and also learning more about individual projects and being someone that is providing information that that helps empower us as collectors, investors, but also to be able to empower creators as well.
1: I le- that's I mean that's something I really respect and I think is really cool that it's like not just. It's not just a space for just collectors, it's for creators as well, and it's just a very welcoming space as a whole, and that's something I think is really cool.
0: I think that's been another thing that's been really intriguing to me, but also encouraging, is that, you know, a lot of the communication that you see online in other social platforms can be really negative, can be really um just toxic. Um, but this space is actually very welcoming and Mm -hmm. very encouraging. A lot of people out there, um, being willing to help, but at the same time, there can be a lot of wolves and sheep clothing out there too. And so when there's opportunity, there's always the other side of it where you're wondering if you should be trusting this voice, who is this person and if they have altered motives. So finding a space that you can kind of cultivate a community that will, that is able to, um, Kind of let their guard down a little bit and know that there's useful information is a really cool opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's something that's been really, really helpful as a newcomer because, like I said, like there's a lot of stuff. I've been paying attention to it and I've been trying to learn, but there's been a lot of things I still have questions about or like I – yeah, I'm curious about mm-hmm. and I'm in one community that's just very very helpful and they're able to really help me out and if any questions I have they're able to direct me to the right way and stuff that was like with this uh, women's and weapons like one thing that I was kind of confused about was like the rarity of them and which I know is a big part of nfts if you don't know like usually nfts there's um whenever you're minting there's so many of them made mm-hmm. so rarity kind of tells you like what out of one through 10,000, for example, because that's how many women weapons there are. Like I'm number so many on the rarity scale, but that was something I had no idea how to look at. And I had to ask Emma, I was like, okay, can you like tell me how I I, I can figure this out? And she was able to direct me to rarity tools, which I'm still a little confused about. (laughs) She understands a little bit better than I am, but it was really cool. Like how helpful they are with, all the different tools, I guess, that there are in this space because there are so many.
0: Well, and as you start navigating and learning more, that is one of the ways that you can become empowered is knowing what tools are available to you. And so also with Women Weapons, it was new enough that rarity sniper is your first chance of figuring that out, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yes, being able to walk through the steps, finding their Discord, joining their Discord, figuring out how their channels work, all those things to be able to make a wise decision because that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, for some rarity doesn't matter and in some projects. It's going to be less important than others, but in this particular one, it helps with making, feeling good about that investment, especially if you're purchasing one that is maybe not at the floor, um, but also making those good buys and being able to monitor that. So um, it's very soon, I know you, when you're with your purchase, you made a good purchase. She's beautiful and you did good on your rarity, and then it'll be exciting to see as that project makes it to rarity tools um, to see how that lines up, because that's also part of the excitement um, of making Minting is then your first opportunity is to see it on Rarity Sniper or a few other early. But as we know, that might change just a little bit before. Um, by the time it makes it to Rarity Tools. That's what you've told me, anyways. We'll <laughs> see what happens. I, I think you yet. did good. I think <laughs> you did good. And, you know, that's a project, too, that the floor has held really strong. So it's always it's always it's always nice when you mint. And then the floor price is higher than the mint price. But then those first few weeks after, um, and that's a project, too, that I think got a lot of boost and help from Gary V. Um, so the, the role that influencers play in the space is, a really intriguing part of the marketing and also the value of a project too so
1: and for those of you that are newer I just learned who Gary V is so if you don't mind <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> yeah he's I guess one of the really well-known names of the NFT space and it, he backs a lot of projects that seem to be fairly popular and to grow fairly well but from what i've learned it doesn't seem like he backs a project that he doesn't believe in which is something i think is really cool and really gives some validity to him as to like if he believes in it and he's going to spend his money on it like cool like i will probably do the same i mean Mm -hmm. i you do you i mean i'm sure that you look at the projects he recommends occasionally? Definitely.
0: Um, he's one that I watch. Um, Punk 2476 is another one that I watch. Um, and there's some other big leads in the space that if they're paying attention, Pranksky is another one that um, he seems to be more art-focused, which I appreciate a lot. Um, each, each will in the space kind of has maybe their kind of what they're into or the projects that they kind of go after. I know I end up watching 24 the most just because she is more women-focused and women-led. But that, you know, so it's kind of like the egg before the chicken kind of debate. Like, is it, is the, pro? how big of a success is the project, how how much of the success of the project can be attributed to that person? You know, and so it does leave that question. We don't know that at this point, but are there some projects that may have been more successful had they had that influence? Um, So, you know, just, and also just because those people are purchasing the project does not guarantee that it is going to be a successful project and i think a lot of times my concern for those projects that have big names associated with them at the minting phase is if that's sustainable if they're going to actually be able to keep that momentum because then you have to change it over turn it over to the dev team and the artists mm-hmm. and what then you see kind of the validity of the project so
1: and i heard you call them as well i'm sorry i'm going to pronounce this word wrong cuz i can't tell the difference between well and well and well but I heard you call them whales.
0: Correct. Is that whales? Whale. Whale. Okay. W H A L E S. Yes. <laughs> so are those big names I guess in the NFT space? They are basically influencers, people that come in okay. and purchase a usually purchase a large amount of a project um, that also have a commanding presence in the space. So they as far. So basically one that people are like, if they're buying it, I'm buying it because this is a project that they're willing. Just like you said, if you're willing to put their money in, I'm willing to put my money in and take that bet. And so um, but. That can be a little misunderstood at times, or um, people can buy in and have expectations on a project doing a certain thing. And then that person being like, well, that's not even why I bought it, you know, that your goal and my goal are not the same. And so there's, you know, definitely a level discussion there as to whether, you know, making a move because a whale is, is what is best in your best interest. Cause you are just assuming what their goals are.
1: That's true. So I guess it is important to follow people that you kind of align your goals with a little bit more. If you are going to be putting influence on them, and not just making the decisions yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
1: That also made me think of something that I just feel like we should go ahead and get out there on episode one. Um, I was kicked out of speech when I was like in sixth grade, so there's going to be a lot of words and stuff I probably mess up on or I can't say. So just please don't make fun of me too much for it, okay?
0: (laughs) I can't believe you would be kicked out of anything involving talking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing whenever they're tired of you not being able to the Okay, there we go. I'm not even going to say that word. The difference between the three different kinds of wells or whatever, but oh well, I guess.
0: Well, luckily we're here for the NFT info, huh? Yeah. Hopefully there's not too many words I can't pronounce in the NFT world. But. Well, we will get to the bottom of them and get that fixed for sure. <laughs> So Jaden, um, yeah, I know we've talked with about your interest in um, women and weapons, and I think that's a fun project. I'm looking forward to looking looking into it further. Um, and so are you interested in any other upcoming projects? So I actually have two that
1: I've been looking at. One of them, the first one, sorry if I don't say this name right, it's called the Pangeans. It's spelled P-A-N-G-A-E-N-S, just in case you guys want to look it up, um, That one I haven't really got to deep dive into yet to learn more about it. So I'm still looking. It's minting in November, and I'm hoping to maybe mint as long as it's the project that I'm thinking it is. I really like the artwork, and that's kind of what has perked my interest at first, but I haven't actually looked into it yet, so I'm still kind of looking. And then the second one I've actually deep dove into is called Woman's Rise. I don't know if you've heard of that one.
0: Mm -hmm, I have. I've been watching, yes.
1: Perfect. So she actually – or she – you can probably tell a little bit more about it than I can, but I've, I'm just—I'm new to it. I haven't really got to deep dive into it so much.
0: Well, so I've been watching on Twitter about two weeks ago. I It was one that kind of that came to the forefront, and you know I looked into it. I looked at their website. I was impressed with um, the progress that they had already made in the space as far as empowering women. Um, so they've, their book is available this week, um, but already f- highlighting influential women um, and doing a lot in women and also with female minorities, um, and then also having a really strong um, effort and roadmap Map to be able to empower young women, bring them into the space, but also provide other opportunities. Um, so all of the all of the things I look for in a project <laughs> that I like a lot, um, and it's also one I think that'll be important to watch because they um, gained some traction over the weekend. People are also noticing other other influential people are noticing, and so their pre-sale filled up this weekend. Um, I think they had had seen that they anticipated that lasting a little bit longer. Longer, it taking a little bit longer, um, but um, again, women in the NFT space is something people are very interested in right now, and so they uh, definitely are filling that bill and one that people are watching, so it will be one to make sure that, um, you know, I think it's going to do really, really well.
1: Yeah, I was kicking myself for learning about them too late, because whenever I went to go check it out, their whitelist had already filled up, and I was like, literally like an hour before I got there, and I was like, This is about how it goes for me, but as you say, it's an ever-moving space, and I need to be more on top of it, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, that is a hard part right now of knowing where to go for your information.
1: (laughs) So I know you asked me about projects I'm excited about. We've been kind of talking. You've been hinting at a project that you seem to be really excited about that you might be involved in. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Is
0: it an NFT? What? It's definitely in the NFT space because that is the space I've become extremely passionate about. Um, And so I'm leading a team where we're building a platform that we are going to be removing the power from the bad actors in the space and turning that power over to the community and um, for bringing new liquidity into the marketplace.
1: Well, that's exciting. So you're leading it. What What all does
0: your part of the team entail then? So I'm not a coder, so uh, I'm not the one making that part of it happen, Um, but I am a very experienced businesswoman, so that is the lead that I'm taking. So leading teams, meeting with lawyers, meeting with financial representatives, all the things involved in making sure that this is a successful project. That makes sense.
1: I didn't want to say anything, but I've known you for a long time, and I know you're a woman of many talents, but I did not think coding was one of them. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) You'll, in the future. Um, speaking of the future, is there a time frame that we should be looking for
0: this platform? Or That's a good question. So we have been working on it for several months. It's had to be under wraps, been pretty quiet about the details, but we're getting more and more um, clearance from legal to be able to talk about it. But we're still probably three to four months out from actually being able to make this official and make it available to the general public.
1: Okay, so we still have a little bit of time to wait.
0: Yes. However, in the meantime... I like howevers. (laughs) As I mentioned, I'm so excited about this space, and there is definitely the opportunity and the need available for our community to be able to empower themselves to learn more about it, so I am launching a Discord server. I'm excited to get to announce the name of it is Meta Jungle. And so this is going to be a place like we've talked about today. There's, you know, to find information about projects, you have to go to their Discord channel. You have to go to Twitter. There's all these different places you are trying to navigate to be able to Mm -hmm. get the information that you need to learn about a project. Also, there is limited power in those communities. So if luckily there are great projects out there, but there's also some that are lacking in that regard and so there are opportunities there's times in which you are silenced or controlled so this is an opportunity to be involved in a community that is unbiased that has information that is the whole motivation is to make sure people have the power to be successful
1: well that's exciting I no, you're not lying though I sat there and I can like Go and feed the baby, and the next thing I know, I've missed like a thousand different things between all my Discord channels. So I'm excited about having all of it in one spot.
0: Yes, me too. I've learned that on Discord, you're limited to having a hundred different servers, so that seems insane and ridiculous. And so this will be that one place that you don't you can come to and get the, all the information in one place that you need.
1: And is there, do we, are we going to have to wait on that one too, or?
0: No, no, it's very exciting. You can find the link to the Discord server in the description below, so please come and join us, and let's go on this adventure together.
1: Well, I'm excited, that's that's exciting, I'm going to go and join as soon as we leave this table, but I'm just curious, is there a reason why you chose Meta Jungle as the name?
0: Well, you know, the jungle is where the apes and the punks come to play, (laughs) and we don't want you to get lost in the weeds along the way. Well,
1: Wow, Dr. Seuss <laughs> over here. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. I'm excited to kind of weed our way through the jungle again next week. And, I, well, I'm happy that you guys are here. So we'll see you guys next time. Come and check us out at Meta <laughs> jungle. See you later. Oh, we should have said, Gabe, you still over there? You still with us? <laughs> well, if we can just leave it in. There you go. I was still here the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought we might have <laughs> lost you in the jungle there for a minute. <laughs> All right, see you next time, guys. See you next time. Bye.